Blog Talk Radio. So make way for the new, new era. The young era parent to inherit the depths of his parents. The rain to be a rain, hip hop's in hysterics. See your neighbor at the ball, bit the system's embarrassed. So tell me how you style them. All black, black, two black, stage black shoes, bad dudes. Attitude, I am vacuum packed fresh. Tighter than the ziplock, better check the wristwatch. I don't give a ugh, you ain't even worth the letter. Good fella, Jerry Keller, Henry Hill, the merry fella. Man, I'm spraying quick, I spit it slickly, let you get out F. Subtle curses on these verses, but you wish you had insurance for a rap, you in insurance. Call it harvest season, you might think this shit is corny, but there's a reaper in the field. Oh, yeah. Smoke them like a hookah, hoo-yah, running with the grand boom-bah. Sacrifice doing this instrument, no praying to the base. And then I leave them at the temples, did you know I'm feeling simple? Always had idols, but I never had rivals. I never claim wins, I just claim titles. Man, dependence, the dependence of this instrument. I'm intricate, while women within verses. Lay service for the churches. Hell Mary went to black in them, I stand for something greater. Acronyms, ask for him The boy with the hard flows You know I give it to you raw No barcode, hard flows Posing with my soldiers on the front lines You only front with nuns I keep it blunt with mine, pumping nuns Something with the thunder while they running high Come and find I'm driven with precision Oh, yeah So welcome to a new day A spirit's great but Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is ASWF Aftermath as uh, we are getting ready to, we are just counting down the hours, actually, to the um, to the Fight for Freedom this Tuesday, or this Saturday night live at the Valiant Arena. This is Thursday night, obviously, not Tuesday, but I'm joined, as always, by my uh, broadcast colleague, Mr. Cornbread. Cornbread, how are you doing this week? I'm doing awesome, Mike. How are you? Hey, it's uh, it's another day in paradise, and uh, apparently I'm looking blue over here on the uh, on the uh, Facebook Live. So you know, hey, apparently we get an extra version of Smurfs here on ASWF. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you one thing that's not going to be a laughing matter, though, Cornbread, is this Saturday night live in the Valiant Arena with uh, Fight for Freedom 2019 set to go down. Oh yeah, and, and, and one thing I would, and, and I was gonna say, Mike, one thing I will encourage, um, right before we really get deep into this discussion, uh, I do want to encourage everyone that's listening and everyone that's watching, courtesy of Facebook Live, we do encourage you to join us live this Saturday, the Valley Arena, two hundred one Highway six three sixty seven North, right there in Tuckerman, Arkansas. Hey. You can't miss it. The Bayou Arena will be lit for Fight for Freedom this Saturday. You can guarantee that. You know, ASWS started this tradition with the inaugural Fight for Freedom a um, year ago this uh, Saturday night with Fight for Freedom 2018. And one of the traditions that ASWS started with the Fight for Freedom 
is going to continue this Saturday night with the Rumble for Freedom. Absolutely everybody in the ASWF roster are going to be eligible for this fight for freedom, including, or excuse me, Rumble for Freedom, including uh, a couple surprises from what I'm being told. I have no information on this. Uh, but you know, they're trying to keep me, they're trying to ice me out. I'm getting, I'm getting no clues, but you know what? The big thing about this rumble for freedom, somebody's career can literally skyrocket in one single night as they not only win the prestigious, uh, rumble for freedom cup, they also have the opportunity to become the number one ranked challenger for the ASWF championship, uh, challenging whomever may walk out of Fight for Freedom, the ASWF champion. You know, that, that that's high stakes, Mike. And, you know, the thing, the thing about rumbles like this, you know, I mean, as you said, it's every man for himself. But the one thing you always have to be leery of is wild cards. Who could be wild cards in this whole entire, in this whole entire event, especially with the rumble with so much at stake? I mean, you already have, you know, currently right now, you already have, um, you know, Stallion having that uh, golden ticket briefcase. When will he cash in? Who knows? Well, and that's the but interesting was, thing, especially about that. That's the interesting thing, uh, Cornbread, that you mentioned is Gaston Stallion. You got to look at him almost like a wild card or almost as a favorite in this contest when you think of the fact that this man did. He's already won a Rumble this year. He knows what it's going to take right. to continue to win. What's up, Nicole? Uh, he knows what it's going to take to continue to win, continue to be victorious, and he would love to be able to walk out not only with the Tag Team Championships, we'll get to that a little bit later on, but he'd also love to be able to walk out with uh, the number one contendership and the golden ticket. This guy could literally walk out as the most powerful man in the ASWF if everything goes according to his plan this Saturday night at Fight for Freedom 2019. It, it almost it almost kind of feels like it's a game of pressure luck in this case, especially for Stallion. And, and, and this is no, no disrespect to any and all the competitors because bottom line, you know, they are all worthy and worthy to be a part of this deal because, you know, we've said it so many times, or aftermath, and, and we said it the last time. Anyone on that roster could win any championship at ASWF. That's how stacked. That's how complete the roster is. And now with now with the Rumble for Freedom coming out this Saturday, I mean it looks to be the same case. And uh, for Stallion, I, I say it's almost a game of pressure luck because here's the thing: even if he does, let's say for an example, he does not win. The rubble. He already has the title shot. Well, and I mean, let's say for, I, and, go ahead. And, and I was going to say, let's, let's say for argument point, he went. No, he wins the ASWF championship without cashing in the golden ticket. What happens? What happens there? He loses the championship and then cashes in the golden ticket and gets the belt back. Who knows? Or he could go up to the evolution time. What a time. That's exactly what I was alluding to when I said that a night like this uh, Saturday night, if all goes according to plan, could make Gaston Stallion the most 
powerful man in the ASWF currently. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you're active over here on the live feed looking at the comments, Cornbread, but Brad Hicks is live in the comments section right now, and he says things very seldom go go according to one's plan in the ASWF. And you got to remember, Bad Brad, Mr. Brad Hicks, is the one who stepped up, and he's going to be going against Gaston Stallion and Gary in tier uh, this Saturday night in that big tag team title matchup. You know, the thing is, he's going to be teaming with Justin, a tag team specialist. But, you know, from what I'm hearing, a lot of people are very excited to see what Brad has, but a lot of people are very nervous, thinking maybe Brad may be the weak link so to speak, in this chain uh, of defending the tag team championships. So there's a lot of fans right now that are a little nervous about that. But, you know, you flip the coin. What if somebody like Justin Vincent wins this Rumble for Freedom? My God, what that would do for that man's career, not only being the number one ranked challenger for the ASWF championship, but once again, potentially walking out with those tag team championships. And, and, and also think of, and also have to think of it this way, Mike. What if, and let's just say for hyperbole purposes here, what if the Rumble does not kick off the show, and what if the championships, or at least two of the three championship matches, does kick off the show? Let's say, for example, we had the tag team championship match, and we we alluded to the alluded to it earlier, especially with the Vince, especially with Justin Vincent and Brad Hicks, you no, know, and the whole controversies around the tag team titles. What if that jump starts the show instead of the Rumble? What will happen then? Will those four competitors out of that tag team match? have enough energy to come back. And let's look at the flip side of what if, and this is what if, what if the the um, the rumble for freedom kicks off the show? How much energy will they have coming back for the tag team match, like the tag team title match later on? You're absolutely right about that, Corbett. One thing I want to address there, Nicole asked, is Ray Ray going to be there Saturday night? You're right. Ray is going to be there this Saturday night, Nicole. And, you know, Brad mentioned he's scheduled in the Devil's Playground match. That is the one match we know set in stone will close the show. The main event of the evening, the Devil's Playground between the Manai and the Misfits. And here's the question I have for you, Ray Ray is one again, once again, another guy you've got to talk about, but even more so, the big man cataclysm. you got to wonder. It's going to be hard to get the man out of the ring. I'm sure he'd like to add another trophy, as he likes to call him, uh, to his trophy case in the Manai's compound, and he'd love to be able to walk out of Fight for Freedom, not only as the winner of the Devil's Playground and teaching the unhinged Will Cage a lesson, He'd love to be able to walk out as the number one ranked challenger. Remember, he who holds the ASWF championship holds the power. Absolutely, and and and, and I'll answer and I'll answer that, Mike. Um, and that and that, be, and that answer being, you know, too many var- variables in this situation, especially you know, it's an emotional situation, especially the Devil's Playground. 
we saw what happened in the, you know, what happened a couple of weeks ago, especially in the dog collar match with Will Cage getting the win over Cataclysm. And I was going to say, now the question becomes, has the Misfits, and in particular, has Cage really gotten inside the head of the Manai? Because bottom line, the Manai literally has been one focus and one straight goal, straight forward. And that is literally, not only some, not, I think it's past the point of respect at this point. I think it's really, really the point of hatred. And, and and that's a strong word. But with Devil's Playground coming up this Saturday, what will literally be left of any of those competitors after that match? You're absolutely right about that. That's going to be the question moving forward. But, uh, Cornbread, it's prediction time here. Who do you believe will be victorious in the Rumble for Freedom, who becomes the number one ranked challenger for the ASWF championship coming out of the Rumble for Freedom? If I really have to pick, Mike, because um, some, some and, and when this question was popped up, I, another question popped up. Would I take the Manaya or would I take the field? It's almost a 51-49 ratio, all sided with the Manai. I think if they have, I think if the Manai keep their heads, their heads in check, I say either one, either member of the Manai, in particular, and, and, and it's so tough to, to bet against anybody because that's how talented and that's how competitive of a roster we have, and that's how competitive the Rumble will be. But if I really had to pick, I would literally say slightly either Ray Ray or Cataclysm would be my choice. Well, I tell you, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've seen Ray Ray hold ASWF, uh, the ASWF championship. That would be something that would be beholden uh, and something to uh, definitely keep your eye on. I'm going to go a little bit out of the ordinary here with my prediction. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's going to be somebody that we don't expect. I believe that the person that I will take to actually win the Rumble for Freedom is a guy who's impressed me. He's a newcomer, but I believe he's got the intensity for exactly this kind of matchup. That being Gary and Tier. Uh, Gary and Tier obviously teamed up with Gaston Stallion later on in the night for the ASWF Tag Team Championships, but uh, I believe Gary and Tier has a very good opportunity to walk out with this. Amanda uh, comments says she thinks Ray Ray or Cataclysm, just like you, Cornbread, and I mean, that's very possible. Uh, I just believe that this type of matchup was made for somebody with intensity, but somebody that is smart, somebody that's going to inflict pain with every move they make, that being uh, Gary and Tear. I think the man's a, an animal. He's uh, he, he's just insane, and I've been very thoroughly impressed with him thus far in his early going. Want to give a shout out to Aaron uh, watching us here on Facebook, but I do say I I, I think Gary is going to be the uh, the guy walking out as the number one ranked challenger 
for the ASWF championship. Now he was now Q would be one of my blind side picks. And um and one thing and one thing about Tier is um ever since he debuted and I, I agree with everything you said concerning Gary and Chew. One thing about him is um he has the intensity. He has I mean literally he's got the aggression. He's got the skill. He's got the skill set. I think putting some wins together would help this case, especially if you're going to challenge for any title, especially if you're inside the rumble. You're right about that. Absolutely correct about that. I want to remind everybody at the top of the second hour is when we're going to give away your opportunity to go to Fight for Freedom 2019 free of charge. You're going to win a pair of tickets tonight. At the top of the second hour, you're going to get your opportunity. But another matchup that is full of payback. I mean, not to use a, uh, not to, not to turn a phrase or anything, because that's exactly what we're calling it is the payback match. Right. It's between the essence of Ratitude, Grayson Beckett, and Excalibur. And this thing, you know, I've said it before. I said it last night on the uh, live feed we did last night. This thing goes all the way back to heartbreak. Grayson Beckett wins the golden ticket and cashes in that same night on Excalibur yep. for uh, after that intense, intense I quit match. And ever since then, these two have been at each other's throats. And, uh, you know, Aaron says he thinks Insane Shane is going to be able to pick up the victory in the Rumble for freedom. That's another great pick. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, Grayson Beckett and Excalibur, they've been at each other's throats since February. I mean, we're, what, in almost July now. And these two are still going at it. Almost halfway through the year and, uh, or excuse me, almost half of the year, these two have been going at it. And, you know, it doesn't look to slow down anytime soon, but somebody's going to get a notch in their belt in this rivalry this Saturday night. I I say injuries could be the number one selling point when it comes to Grayson Beckett and Excalibur, and um, we saw it this we saw it the last time we were at the Valiant Arena last week. We saw that's uh, two weeks ago. We saw exactly what happened, especially now that we have a steel chair involved in the situation. You're right about who that. Go ahead. I, I was saying, I was gonna say, who can literally come out? on the better end of that situation. I have no idea. I say, bottom line, this is another war. You know, we discussed it a little bit, you know, talking about the Manai and and uh, the Misfits and all that. We're seeing another war right here between Beckett and Excalibur, and I won't be surprised if there are casualties inside this war. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, that's exactly what you've got to describe this as. This is an old, traditional blood feud. These two men just plain don't like each other. And it's all surrounding the circumstance of that Evolution Championship and how it changed hands. Grayson Beckett, you know, I'll say this. Grayson Beckett was well within his rights as the golden ticket holder to cash in at that moment. But Excalibur seems to believe he was robbed. And this is really, if you look at it, going to be the very first time 
These two go one-on-one. No jumping from behind, no uh, tag team, nothing. These two are going to go one-on-one, square off, mano-a-mano, this Saturday night in the Valley Arena at Fight for Freedom. And, you know, it's going to be something like I, I said about the uh, about the uh, Rumble for Freedom. It's going to be something to behold. Because the interesting thing here, and these are the two key factors I'm going to go ahead and say this match comes down to, is the speed of Grayson Beckett and the submissions of Excalibur. You know, uh, Grayson Beckett is going to have to be accurate as all get out. He can use all the speed he wants to, but he's going to have to be accurate with these strikes, and he's going to have to strike and move to get out of that submission. Because, you know, just like anytime you watch MMA or anytime you watch professional wrestling, if you leave a limb out there too long, Excalibur can take it and he can submit you like that. And I'm and I'm gonna add to that point, Mike. When it comes to Excalibur, you as his opposition does does not need to be on the ground. You've got to be on your feet at all times. If if you are on the other side of Grayson Beckett. You got to make Grayson Beckett tire himself out to the point where he has to expand enough energy to either climb to the top rope or to fly or to use his quickness. Sometimes he, you have to let your, you have to let Grayson Beckett literally outquick himself because if he outquicks himself, he doesn't have enough energy to strike. He doesn't have enough energy to hit the drop kicks and. He really doesn't have enough energy to really hit a lot of his signature moves. Same with Excalibur. If you let Excalibur, bottom line, if you stay on your feet and you're not lying on the mat at the feet of Excalibur, then you have a great chance of winning. If you are on your back in an Excalibur match, uh, your odds of winning uh, drastically decrease because, as you said, he ha- he can strike you on the ground. He can beat you on the ground. Any and all submissions. If this was a submission match, it would be Excalibur's uh, ball game. If this is well, a quickness match, it would be mm-hmm. it would literally be uh, Grayson Beckett's game, Mike. Well, and that's the thing about this matchup. You know, you look at it. And I will say this, you know, Excalibur, it's all going to be about weather in the early storm. You can guarantee that Grayson right. Beckett will come out there being a young competitor, a new competitor in the ASWF, still relatively new at least, uh, competitor right. in the ASWF. This gentleman's going to come out. He hasn't learned to control that energy, and he's going to, and you're just going to be looking, and you're going to be waiting as a veteran for that mistake. And once Grayson makes that right. mistake, He's going to have to – we're going to see how quickly he can rebound because he's going to get caught at some point. I guarantee you he will get caught in a submission hole and in a bad position, and that's when we're really going to see what Grayson Beckett is made of, and that's when we're really going to see who's going to win this matchup. I believe that will be the turning point. Can Grayson continue to compose himself and uh, get out of this bad position, or can Excalibur cinch it in a little bit tighter and finish off the essence of gratitude. Right. I agree. Well, I mean, Cornbread, uh, you know, the thing is with this whole situation, too, you know, you've always got, uh, 
you know, a lot of factors in this matchup. We talked about, you know, Grayson Beckett getting dug into the deep water, so to speak. But, you know, intelligence, like I said, that's the point I was making a moment ago. The intelligence is where it's really going to come into play. Because if Excalibur can weather that early storm, if Excalibur can drag him into the deep water, this is exactly what Excalibur wants to do as the veteran. The ring conditioning. Being an ASWF Hall of Famer and all of this, you got to think all playing in to uh, exactly what Excalibur's wanting to do this Saturday night. To me, to me, Excalibur needs to play with Beckett's emotions because he knows that Grace Beckett is an emotional guy, especially in matches and in 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 ring competition. If he plays with his emotions, he will beat him mentally. And when you beat your opponent mentally, it makes your physical game ten times easier. But to me, if Beckett's going to win this, people, if he's going to win this, he needs to let Excalibur get so full of himself to where, bottom line, he's more focused on the fans on the outside and what they're saying about him on the outside more than what's going on on the inside. Because as we know this for firsthand, Excalibur is, I mean, he he's a guy that they love to be full of himself. I mean, sometimes it could be a good thing, sometimes it could be a bad thing. But in a robbery like this, I don't think Excalibur needs to be too composed of himself. He, to me, he needs to be focused on Grayson Beckett. You're right about that. You know, Grayson Beckett is going to have to, you know, Grayson Beckett's going to have to mature very quickly in this matchup the way I see it to be able to uh, pick up the victory over somebody. You know, let's be honest. The favorite walking into this matchup is going to be Excalibur. Whether you pick him or not, the favorite, the betting favorite has got to be Excalibur. If you're going to bet the house, you're going to bet it on Excalibur in this situation just because of that experience. Now you look at wow. now you add Grayson Beckett. Grayson Beckett, you know, not so experienced, but he's got the heart. He's got the resiliency to be able to come back and you know weather certain storms and get himself out of trouble if he maintains his composure. And that is the most important part right. of this. Go ahead, uh, Cornbread. Prediction time. Um, I will say. Because of a little bit of a slump that uh, Excalibur has had, and I mean just a slight little bit, I'm not going to bet against him in this match. I think he will see an opportunity. He will seize it. And um, and this is no disrespect to one person Beckett, but I think for, for prediction's sake, if he goes to the ground, it is Excalibur's to win. So, Excalibur would be my pick, but just slightly. Well, and that's the thing, you know. That's where I see it coming down to. Can Grayson Beckett maintain that composure once he's on the ground? And we haven't seen Grayson Beckett get in that position where he is on the ground with Excalibur. And he's in trouble. He's having to fight off the submission. He doesn't have a tag team partner to rely on to come break up the submission. Things like that. That's where it all comes down to. And, I, you know, I, 
I'm a big Grayson Beckett fan. I'm a big Grayson Beckett supporter. But on this night, this Saturday night at the Valley Arena, 201 Highway 367 North, I'm going to have to go with a Hall of Famer. I, I, I believe at some point, Grayson Beckett is going to go for a risk. And I just, I see it coming down like this. I see Grayson Beckett go for a risk off the top or one of his springboard moves. He misses. Mm -hmm. And that's where the accuracy comes in. He misses. Excalibur traps an arm or, you know, takes out that leg, locks in that ankle lock. And I believe it'll be curtains for Grayson Beckett. Or, or Mike, if he has wrist control and Beckett's on the mat, he'll do. He will literally do to Grace Beckett the same way he did to Ace Memorial, and he'll and literally kick and literally stop to a stoppage. You, you could be right about that. The referee stoppage. I hadn't thought about that as an option, but you're certainly. Right about that, you know, uh, the referee was uh, stepped in and stopped the matchup when Asa Morta was taking too much damage. It could very well happen this Saturday night at the Valley Arena. Strong possibility. You're right about that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I want to remind you, we're about 30 minutes away from your opportunity to win a pair of tickets, your second opportunity to win a pair of tickets at the top of the second hour. We're going to go ahead and give those away. If you can answer my question in the comments section over here on Facebook Live, we're going to go ahead and give you a pair of tickets if you're the first person to go ahead and comment the correct answer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and talk about another matchup full of hate. And, you know, I didn't even realize these two despised each other until last show. And obviously I'm talking about Insane Shane and steve Insane Shane getting ready to step in the ring, you know. We haven't seen Insane Shane in, what, almost two months whenever he made his return. Yes, he'd been out since the anniversary show. And uh, he made a shocking return that this past show and just completely blindsided Steve-O at the end of that Evolution Championship matchup. And, uh, no, Brad, uh, I don't believe you qualify for the free tickets. I apologize. You are an employee. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we talk about, we talk about, uh, we talk about Insane Shane and Steve-O here. The thing is, you know, Steve-O, an ASWF Hall of Famer, but the difference between the Grayson Beckett and Excalibur matchup in this matchup is Insane Shane's MMA background, and I believe that could play a major factor. Yeah, I, I, I would say I would say so too, Mike. And um, if you really want to dissect uh, Steve-O versus Insane Shane, if you really want to dissect that to a side, it'll be dissected like this: if it's a ground game, if it's if it's a striking game, if it's a real ground game, if it's a submission game, it goes to Insane Shane because of his experience, not so much uh, of an MMA experience. But having to transition that into pro wrestling, I mean, we we've seen it, you know, a couple couple months back um, in the MMA rules style style matchup where he took a monster monster beating 
uh, courtesy of Ray Ray back then. But um, if it comes down to if it comes down to chokes, submissions, ankle ankle submissions, arm submissions, it is insane change to win. If it comes down to a power match, Steve O is going to walk right through him. Well, and see, here's the thing, you know, to expound upon your point, the thing I'm wondering is, Steve-O, is it a negative if it goes to the ground? And the reason why I say that, Steve-O can still, if he can take it to the ground, we've seen holes in Insane Shanks' uh, ground game. We saw that back in February at a heartbreak. Obviously, we know Shane doesn't leave holes open for very long in his game, so maybe he's closed those holes. But there's a couple things. Number one, you can guarantee that Steve-O's going to test that chin early on of uh, Insane Shane. You can guarantee that Steve-O's going to come out throwing haymakers. But here's the factor that I want to address most, as is the factor, you know, in a lot of these matchups, is the emotion factor. Insane Shane seems like an emotional, or excuse me, an emotionless hitman. Whereas Steve-O, Steve-O obviously, he remembers that at one point, Insane Shane was like his his best friend. I mean, this is the guy who inducted him into the ASWF Hall of Fame and ASWF 20. And the mind games right. of Insane Shane could be, be the biggest factor in all of this. Not the submission game and not the uh, power game of Steve-O. It could very well be come down to just the emotions. And if the emotions come into play, you've got to give the the advantage to insane shame. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes you have to be emotional. Excuse me. Sometimes you have to be unemotional in emotional situations, especially in sports. And you know, we we we've said it so many times, and we've said it for months now. If you keep your emotions in check, you can win any sports event at any given time. In our case. Here at ASWF, is any given Saturday. And for Steve-O to win, he's, I, I think it's much more than the emotions. I think he really has to use it. I will say if it goes down to a ground-to-pound game and he actually has the same shape on the mat, I would literally go back and kind of rewatch, or kind of rewatch the whole Insane Shane and uh, Ray Ray um, MMA style rules matchup. Because if you kind of notice the one key factor in that match was when it came down to the ground and Ray Ray was pounding Insane Shane. To me, the reason why Steve has a little bit of advantage, and I'm not talking about the size or whatnot. It's because if he can get, if he can shrink the ring size a little smaller to where Insane Shane cannot escape, then he can ground and pound himself. But the thing about it is, you don't want to punch yourself out. You're right about that. And you know, that's the thing you mentioned. You know, can he catch Shane? Shane's so lightning fast. I mean, it's like being in the ring with multiple people at the same time. The dude's strikes come in from multiple angles. 
And the thing is, though, like I said, you know, uh, the downfall in the game of Insane Shane right now, I believe, is the chin. And the reason why I say that, you look back at the MMA-style matchup. Insane Shane crumpled under a few of those shots from Ray Ray. Insane Shane looked like he was almost TKO'd quite a few times. And now coming off the injury to his face, you got to wonder just how much of a target that face and just how healed that face is when uh, he steps in the ring this Saturday night uh, with Steve-O. Well, I, I, I also say, I mean, it could be healed. It could not be healed. Who knows? But all I can say is, if, if, I'm, if I'm either one of those guys, to me, I think this is a must win for both of them. A must win. Because if Steve-O is literally going to continue to to continue to push himself towards getting another shot at the heavyweight title, to me, he must win this match. And if Insane Shane is going to have himself another run, another championship run, I think this is a critical match for both individuals that they must win. You're right about that. You know, Insane Shane would love to be able to walk out of Fight for Freedom and establish himself in those ASW championship rankings. You know, the last time we saw Insane Shane in an actual sanctioned matchup was back at Anniversary 20 when he went down with an injury. He gamely continued to fight. That's another thing we need to look at this Saturday night. Insane Shane can be hurt, but Insane Shane's going to continue to fight. And that's the thing. How much right. fight does Insane Shane have in him? You know, uh, Steve-O's going to look to use his thighs, and Steve-O's going to look to hit that uh, hit that ripcord knee and, you know, put it out. He's going to look to finish things off. That knee has brought him tight ASW championships twice, and, you know, he's looking to uh, ride that knee into another victory. Remember this, too. If you're Steve-O, mm-hmm. 365 days ago, yes, you were disappointed in losing your ASWF championship matchup to Mark Wolf. Right. But Steve-O became the number one ranked challenger that same night by winning the Rumble for Freedom. And, 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 that, could, and that could be the ultimate, that could be the ultimate reversal of fortune, if you know what I mean. I could certainly see that. Well, Cornbread, go ahead. It's prediction time. Who do you have? Do you have Insane Shane, the lethal weapon, or do you have Steve-O in this contest? Tunnel vision-wise, I'm going Insane Shane, and the reason being is because if, if you're zoned in and if you study your opponent's weakest spot, because every every professional wrestler has a tap out point, and if you're insane, Shane, and you know those tap out points, why not go after them? And for me, if insane Shane is going to win this match, if he goes to the air, he better not get caught. So, if I really have to handicap this match. I would, and I'm not saying this because of size. I'm going by talent and skill and ability. I'm going with Insane Shane on this one. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to sit there and disagree with you. I believe Steve-O gets it done. 
Like I said, you know, the ring rust from Insane Jane, we don't know how healed that jaw is. This is a hell of a test. Excuse my uh, language there. This is a heck of a test for Insane Shane walking in. You know, the very first contest back from injury. You know, it it was a statement he made to go after somebody like Steve-O when he's first getting back. But the question is, can he follow up that statement? I don't believe he can. You know, quite a few people over the last year have tried, and a lot of people have failed in taking Steve-O off of that uh, off of that pedestal. And, you know, Pamela over here in the comment section, the Facebook comment section, makes a good point. You know, will we see Insane Shane cheat? I'm not so sure. I believe that, I believe that uh, Insane Shane may get put out, and he may get put out early. Uh, I believe the ring rust is going to play a major factor. And I believe that Steve-O is going to surprise some people. Uh, Steve-O has all the, uh, all the reason in the world to put this thing away early. He's got all the motivation in the world to put this thing away. And he's got all the motivation in the world to win. And I guarantee you that's the one thing you don't want to do is give somebody the size of Steve-O a monster this size of Steve-O, any motivation. That's why I believe he picks up the victory this Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And, and Mike, and, and I'll and ask you this question. For Steve-O to win, what does he need to do? Does he need to go after the injury? Or does he need to ground in St. Shane and take away his arm and take away his leg to prevent him from any flying or any um, or take away multiple points that he can use for submission. What do you think? You know, obviously we know Steve-O's a planner. Steve-O's a student of the game. He's been watching film. So we know Steve-O is going to be well prepared. He's got a game plan, and he's ready to execute it. But if I were Steve-O, here's what I'm going to do. Number one, I'm going to neutralize the high flying. I would agree with that. But how I'm going to neutralize the high flying is by taking that injury. I'm going to come out, and if I'm Steve-O, it's a haymaker right to the jaw coming out. And you're going to test that chin and see if he can fold insane Shane up like an accordion. you got to think about the size difference, too, between Ray-Ray and Steve-O. If Ray-Ray is able to rock insane Shane and possibly put his lights out, you got to think somebody the size of Steve-O is going to have to put too much more behind it. And, and, you know, Insane Shane may be out of there. One, two, three. But the key factor, I believe, is the ripcord knee. And that thing can come out of anywhere. And where does it land, Cornbread? Right on the jaw. And I believe that's the key factor right there. That's the zone point for Steve-O is the jaw. Is Steve-O going to test it? I believe that's the strategy towards victory. Uh, I, 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 now that now that I will agree with you, because because for for Insane Shade to win, he has to get get Steve O off his feet and he has to do it quickly, and he has to prevent the power game of Steve O. And I think I think Steve O has a little submission of his own. I think that if Insane Shane is going to win. He'll, he'll be an opportunist, no question about it. But he needs to stay away from the power game of one Steve-O or 
if Steve-O has a hidden submission, he needs to stay away from it. Absolutely. You, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more as far as that goes with the um, with the submission game. Uh, that would certainly be something interesting. I'm not so sure that I would agree that uh, you want to see Steve-O go after the submissions with somebody as highly skilled and trained in that art form as in St. Shane. But, you know, right. it could be something to throw him off his game. Like I said, if I'm Steve-O, I go right after the injury. I go right after the jaw, and I see if he's 100%, and I see it early on in the early going. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind yeah. you, we're about 15 minutes away from your next opportunity to come to the Valiant Arena for free this Saturday night. Fight for Freedom 2019, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. The uh, doors are going to open at 5.30, ladies and gentlemen, and you're going to want to be there right at 5.30 because I guarantee you that the ASW faithful are going to be there in force to see this great event. I mean, everybody remembers last year's event. Everybody remembers the pageantry and everything that happened at Fight for Freedom, including the Tuckerman Street fight where Ray Ray was able to defeat the woman who he will team with this Saturday night, Asa Morta, for the Evolution Championship. And speaking of the AWF Evolution Championship, that will be on the line this Saturday night as D-Mike is going to make a defense against, you know, I, obviously Steve-O was tough. Obviously every other guy that he's gone up against since the anniversary show been a difficult challenge. But I'll tell you this much, the anger and the just, drive of Heinzman is something I don't believe that D-Mike's ever seen. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure if Brad's still in the uh, comments section, but I'm a little bit nervous for D-Mike heading into this matchup. Well, I'm not nervous about it. I'm going to tell you why. Um, having studied both guys' games um, and studied the game plans and all, I'm not nervous for D Mike, and I'm gonna tell you why. D Mike's was, and we if the E word this was this whole match is gonna come down to emotions. Keeping your, but to me also comes down to ego. Keeping your ego in check, and Hansman has a massive ego. I've known that for years, and one of a lot of times his downfall can be when he's too focused on what's going on on the outside of the stage or outside the field, as we say in sports, rather than what's going on on the field. And for Heisman to win, yeah, he'll have to use his power. He will literally have to ground D-Mike. But to me, I don't see him taking that. I I think this is D-Mike's opportunity to win. And that's and that's who I'm going with. Just just because of the fact that he can keep his emotions in check more than Hansman. And you're right about that. You know, D Mike can keep his emotions in check and he's got a grounded personality. The question is, can D Mike weather the stern storm? We know the resiliency of D Mike but, you know, everybody's resilient until they run into that one person who just beats them to the point where they cannot get up. 
And, you know, everybody's running into that one person that's got their number. And, I mean, it it worries me heading into this one. But on the opposite side, you exactly hit the nail on the head. As much as that anger and that motivation for Heinzman can be a positive, the question is, when will it turn into a negative? And I believe that it very well could turn into a negative this Saturday night in the Valiant Arena. And D-Mike, you know, is so cerebral. This guy can break down. And literally, I believe when he's out there, honestly, Cornbread, you're going to laugh at me. But I think this guy sees everything in slow motion. I Like the Matrix. Right. I mean, this guy does things that will blow your mind. And that mic drop running knee strike, oh, my goodness. I mean, if he hits that on the big man this Saturday night, there's no question. It's over one, two, three. Osman has to avoid that knee strike at all times. He has to avoid it. And the only way he can avoid it is if he sees it coming, he swipes out of the way, and at least try to connect with some boots. Because Osman has two, two things in his back pocket. And that is the big boot, but also a full Nelson bomb, which means you land you land directly on the tailbone on your on your on the bottom of your spine. To me, if Hosman can keep himself in check and can keep his ego in check, he should win the Evolution title. But here's the thing: if I'm D Mike. You you have to realize that Hosman has no belt, and he hasn't had a champion. He has not had that champ, or might say a championship since ASWF twenty. So, I would literally capitalize on this opportunity if I'm D Mike, and I'm not taking away, anything away from Hosman at all. I'm saying Hosman has got to learn how to keep his emotions in check. That's why I say this is D Mike's chance. Well, Cornbread, I don't know if you remember the talk going into Anniversary 20, but, I, you know, the talk about D-Mike was, can he do it with the lights turned on bright? Well, we found out That's that right. D-Mike can do it with the lights turned on bright. He can capture that title with the lights turned on bright, but they always say it's harder to defend the title than to win the title. With the lights turned yep. on bright, you got to wonder if that resiliency, how resilient he can be. You know, there's a lot of factors, a lot of things being thrown at D-Mike that he's never had to deal with. A lot of extra media obligations, a lot of extra signings, a lot of, you know, taking care of the fans and things like that that a champion is expected to do inside of the ASWF. The question is, how much of that is taking away D-Mike's mind from his title defense this Saturday night uh, at Fight for Freedom? And plus, and plus, and you know, we mentioned it at the top of the show, and we and and we need to reiterate it here. The man with that golden ticket, that could be another factor in this, another factor in this whole situation as well. Because what I mean, because because here's the thing. That's the thing about the golden ticket. It doesn't matter who holds a title. No title is safe, especially if someone has a golden ticket. So for D Mike, he's got more big fish to fry. But I say right now for the task ahead, he has to focus on Hosman and stay away from the power game. 
Well, Cornbread, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you make your prediction. It's prediction time. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be D-Mike or is it going to be Heinzman, the challenger, ending the era of the high flyer and becoming what he calls the next evolution of the big man and become the evolution champion? If I really have to pick, I'm 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 going D Mike on this one, and the reason why I'm going D Mike is keeping is keeping your composure, and that's one thing that that's one thing that I always felt that Hansman had had a a little bit of a problem of, but Hansman if Hansman can keep himself in check and can focus on the task at hand. And stay focused on that task. Osman can win the Evolution title, but my pick will have to be D Mike. Well, I'll tell you this much, Cornbread. I mean, we're looking at a situation here where I believe Heinzman's strength is going to be. Heinzman's strength is going to be a problem. Like I said, D Mike is having a lot of things thrown at him at once. He's the hottest thing, let's be honest, he's the hottest thing going in the ASWF today. He's got media obligations at the Wazoo. He's got things that he's never had to deal with and still defend a title. And I believe that Heinzman can take advantage of that. If Heinzman, like you said, though, he's got to keep the emotions in check. But I believe Heinzman can do that. And I believe that Heinzman will do that. And... And as much as I like D Mike, and honestly, all, all you know, in full disclosure, D Mike mm-hmm. is one amazing talent and uh, an awesome young man, and I'm so happy for him to have won that Evolution title. But I, I think the dream comes to an end this Saturday night. Heisman mm-hmm. is a big, he's young, he's athletic. And like you said, that boot is deadly. So, you know, you mentioned you mentioned that uh D Mike is can hit that uh that mic drop. But the thing is, you know, he's gotta set that up with the with the uh shot to the knee to get him on the knee to be able to land that mic drop with the size right. disparity. Heinzman doesn't have any worries. Heinzman can literally hit that big boot out of nowhere. And if he hits the big boot, I believe that we're going to have a new Evolution champion. That's an interesting pick. Absolutely. Well, Cornbread, uh, I know you're about to have to leave us here in about six minutes at the top of the hour. But before you go, I wanted to grab your predictions for the last couple matches and of course, I'll give my predictions in the uh, ne- at the top of the hour here uh, before or while we're giving away our tickets and everything. But real quick, I want your predictions and why you're going this way. Uh, the tag team matchup: we have the uh, the golden ticket winner, Mister Golden Ticket Gaston Stallion, teaming with Gary and Tear against Bad Brad and Justin Vincent. Who you got and who? And why do you have them walking out of the Valley Arena with the tag team championships? When you 
when you take away a Benson or take away a tag team, one half of a tag team champion, then you present yourself with a problem. If I'm here and I'm selling off, I, I need to capitalize on that. I, I say new champions will be crowned and styling on and and Mr. Gearing's here. I say he should go the first time. Do you buy into some of the uh, naysayers for uh, Justin Vincent saying that uh, Bad Brad's going to be the weak link? And he may be the reason why the no. ASW tag team titles switch hands because he, you know, isn't an active competitor. Do you buy into that? No, no. And the reason why I don't buy into that is because you look at the track record of Bad Brad. He has managed champions before in the past, and he's currently managing he's managing two champions now. So I, I don't consider him a weak link. Okay. Okay. What about the uh, big one for the most prestigious championship in the state of Arkansas, the ASWF championship? You got the greatest gym known to man, Max Stone, challenging the main event, Curtis Dawn. Will the greatest gym known to man become the greatest champion known to man? I'll say the answer is yes. And here's why I say the answer is yes. Um, If you've really been paying attention to a lot of tag team matches that has involved the main event, Curtis Dawn, you've kind of been noticing a little bit, a little bit of some some cracks in the system, if you know what I mean. And okay. if I'm Max Stone, and, and, and one of those cracks in the system being is the fact that Max Stone has literally gotten inside of his head. And that has been that has been very evident on a whole lot of tag matches, especially what happened two weeks ago when Max Stone and Grayson Beckett got the win. Will that be the case? I I, I will say, if Max Stone hits the gym breaker, he's new champion. Absolutely, Curtis Dawn, devastating match. If Curtis Dawn, if, if Curtis Dawn him. It's Curtis Dawes to win. But I will say, I'll say Jim Breaker, champion. Okay, okay. And finally, the main event, the Manai, Ray Ray, the Suicide King, the Mistress of Mayhem, Asa Morta, and the Psychotic Savior Cataclysm take on the Misfits, comprised of the unhinged Will Cage, the original Misfit, Josh Cross, and Mark Wolf, who picks up the victory in the Devil's Playground. It's Manaz to win. And I'll, I'll say it's I'll say it's Manaz to win, but who survives this war? And I, I'll say to me this is the this is this is the match Taylor made for the Manaz to win. So Manaz, my pick, and I'm not down in anybody in any of my predictions. I want to say that publicly for the record. I think it will be a war. It will be the the life of something we've never seen before. But Manaz will get the receipt. 
Very interesting. Well, Cornbread, I want to thank you for joining us here for the first hour. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will see you. I want to, real quick, before you guys, uh, before I let you go, actually, Cornbread, I want to get one final thought from you. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to see you on the other uh, side of this commercial break after Cornbread gives his final thought to give you a, your second opportunity to win a pair of tickets to Fight for Freedom 2019. Cornbread, go ahead and send us in a break with your final thought. And, 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 and all I can say is, folks, if, if you don't know, now you know. If you haven't made your plans, if I were you, I'll make your plans right now. Come join us at 201 Highway 367 North, right there at the Valiant Arena, the legendary Valiant Arena, Tuckerman, Arkansas. All I can say is it will indeed be a fight for freedom. And when we come back on the other side of this break, one of you out there will have a chance to join us live. At Fight for Freedom, for free, with tickets. We're coming right back. Good. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with more ASWF Aftermath. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Are you looking for the best deals for your vaping needs and accessories? Then check out the guys at Sub Ohm Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at Sub Ohm Vapors located at 6929 JFK Boulevard, Suite C in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Want to see you? Join them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But more importantly, visit the store or call 501-392-6487. Sub Ohm Vapors. Vape it like you built it.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And now it's the top of the hour. And I promised you guys that I would go ahead and give you your opportunity to win your second pair of Fight for Freedom tickets. And here's your question. Last year, Fight for Freedom 2018, in the Rumble for Freedom, Steve-O was victorious. Now, what I need you to do for me is I need you to tell me what position did Steve-O enter the Rumble for Freedom? And that is obviously the question I need you to comment below in the Facebook Live comments section. Uh, what position did Steve-O enter the Fight for Freedom or the Rumble for Freedom 2018? And he won from this position. Quite an impressive feat. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Don McSpadden, Steven, you are coming to uh, Fight for Freedom 2019 for absolutely free. Go ahead and message the ASWF Facebook page for your uh, with your information, name and address, and go ahead and uh, you'll be coming to ASWF uh, Fight for Freedom 2019 for absolutely free. Don't be discouraged if you didn't win yet. You have one more opportunity tomorrow night on our live at 7 p.m. right back here on the ASWF Wrestling Facebook page. But now we're going to talk about the ASWF Tag Team Championship matchup. This matchup, I see, uh, you know, between the uh, golden ticket winner, uh, Gaston Stallion and Gary and Tier, of course, Justin Vincent and Brad on the other side. I'm going to break this down this way. The uh, strengths of Gary and Tier and Gaston Stallion, both men hungry. Uh, obviously, Gaston Stallion wants all the power inside of the ASWF. And like I mentioned earlier, he's a man who can do it and has the opportunity to at least capture quite a bit of it this Saturday night, uh, you know, and walk out with not only the tag team championships and the golden ticket, but the number one contendership. But as I was mentioning, you know, the thing is with this, uh, Gaston, that could be a positive opportunity for him and a negative. If he plays that too much in his head, I believe it very well could be a negative. Now on the other side of the ring, you have uh, Bad Brad and you have uh, Justin Vincent. This is a situation with these two individuals that uh, kind of, I'm not sure how to take it. I've seen Bad Brad get in the ring before, and trust me, this man is double tough. I've seen him get his tail whipped from one side of the Valiant Arena all the way to the other, and, you know, he keeps ticking. But we're talking about going up against a uh, the top of the top, you know, the golden ticket winner and a man who I believe will walk out the number one contender out of the Rumble for Freedom, Mr. Gary and Peter. Uh, these two individuals, I believe, are, you know, the epitome of what the future of the ASWF is, along with Justin and uh, Daniel, the Vincent brothers, obviously, and a couple other competitors, Max Stone, obviously, and a few others. But these guys are the epitome of what this, uh, the next generation of the ASWF is. And, you know, Brad has only got, what, about 14 days to prepare. So, I mean, I'm going to be a little bit of a realist here. Uh, may not be popular. And I know 
And the thing that's stopping me, you know, the reason why, if it sounds like I'm stalling, I kind of am, because I know just how tough and how hard Brad is going to fight because he made that promise to uh, Daniel. I just, I've got to go with the experience. I've got to go with Garyan and uh, Gaston Stallion in this contest. Um, you know, I, I just, the way I see it playing out, I, I see Brad getting in a bad position. I see uh, Gaston and Garyan cutting off the ring. And I don't see Brad fighting them off. Uh, and, you know, Justin can only do so much. It, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a bad situation. And Aaron, like I said, you know, he, he says Brad, Justin, Vincent are fighting for a lot more than the tag team championships. He says that Brad will not be embarrassed and will fulfill his promise to Daniel. And, uh, you know, I hope so. I really do. Uh, I just, I mean, I know Brad. I, I just, I, I don't see any option here besides that. Uh, I mean, if Justin's neutralized effectively, by Gaston and Garyan, it's over. Checkmate. That's the thing, you know. Justin's going to have to be double tough. And Justin is a very resilient competitor. But uh, I just, I don't see it this time. And I hope I'm wrong. And uh, Daniel, I know you're watching this. I want to see you still an ASWF Tag Team Champion when you make your return to the Valiant Arena. But, you know, it's just something that I've I've got to pick with my head instead of my heart, and my head's telling me that uh, Gaston Stelion and uh, Gary and Tier are going to walk out ASWF Tag Team Champions this Saturday night at the Fight for Freedom. The other contest uh, that we're going to talk about here in this next uh, portion of ASWF Aftermath is going to be the ASWF Championship match. Now, this one, the greatest gym known to man, Max Stone, going to take on the main event, Curtis Dawn. This is how I break it down, ladies and gentlemen. The power, obviously, going to go to Curtis Dawn. The speed, the quickness, and the athleticism is going to go to Max Stone. I'm going to break it down like this. If Curtis Dawn wants to retain his ASWF Championship and fulfill his... Uh, fulfill his words of being the future longest reigning ASWF champion in the history of the company. He's going to have to effectively neutralize that speed, which means he's going to have to squash Max Stone like a bug. Here's the problem I see with that. Max Stone is resilient. This guy is second only to D-Mike as the most resilient competitor in this company. And I'll tell you this much, Max Stone knows the opportunity that is laying in front of him. And just as I mentioned 365 days ago this Saturday night that Steve-O won his Rumble for Freedom, 
365 days ago this Saturday night, how apropos is it that the greatest gym known to man at Fight for Freedom 2018 got his first taste of ASWF Championship Gold, winning those tag team titles with his amazing partner, A.D. Sky, the elements of perfection, uh, as well as picking up the victory for his first main event. I forget about that, actually. Uh, his first main event, uh, his first taste at that by winning the uh, six-man tag, the fight for freedom, as it were, uh, Team 99% versus uh, Team ASWF or Team Manai. Uh, so definitely, you know, here's the thing. Uh Stone hits the gym breaker, it's over. It's curtains, and that's exactly what I see happening. I see Curtis Don making a mistake late in the contest. I believe that Max Stone takes Curtis Don into the later rounds, so to speak, or into the longer contest. And I believe that we see the greatest gym known to man capitalize on a tired and worn out Curtis Don to capture his first ASWF championship and become the greatest champion known to man. And then finally, ladies and gentlemen, we have the main event of the evening. Devil's Playground Rules. We're going to have the psychotic savior cataclysm teaming with the mistress of Mayhem, Asa Morta, and the suicide king, Ray Ray, to take on the original misfit, Josh Cross, the unhinged Will Cage, and Mark Wolf, collectively known as the Misfits. You know, Aaron, that's a darn good point. You know, one year ago, everybody wanted to see Brian get beaten to a pulp. And this weekend, I can guarantee you there will not be one person not cheering for the, not only the uh, re- the uh, change or the uh, fact that he's going to, you know, be fighting for Daniel, uh, but also the uh, retribution, so to speak, and the uh, complete turnaround. Brad Hicks this Saturday night in the Valley Arena. I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait to see this matchup. And I know that Brad is going to give it his absolute all. But, you know, uh, the thing is with this uh, matchup, the Devil's Playground, getting back to that, uh, I believe that we all know how absolutely suicidal, not to, you know, pardon the pun, but suicidal that the Manai can be. They don't care what they have to put their bodies through, their careers through. They don't care if they walk out of the Valiant Arena in Tuckerman, Arkansas this Saturday night. They want to be victorious. But same can be said on the other side of the corner with the unhinged uh, Will Cage, the original misfit Josh Cross, and Mark Wolf. Mark Wolf was victorious last year. Twice. Um, at Fight for Freedom 2019, or 18, excuse me. Uh, the unhinged Will Cage came up on the losing side. And the original misfit, Josh Cross, this is going to be his Fight for Freedom debut. The Devil's Playground, I can guarantee you, it comes down to one thing and one thing only, and I know Cornbread would agree. It comes down to who's going to be the sickest, who's going to be the most twisted, and who's going to be the most violent. But where me and him disagree, I'm going to have to go with the man who has the most to prove. Uh, Having something to prove makes you dangerous and makes you a problem. 
And I believe the man with the most to prove would be the unhinged Will Cage. And that's, you know, exactly what we could see. I believe Cataclysm, uh, you know, still cares a lot about Will Cage. Yeah, like I said, you know, at one point they had like a father-son relationship. These two gentlemen, uh, you know, were as close as they could be. And I believe the emotions and the heartache and possibly Will Cage even go stooping so low as to pull at the heartstrings of Cataclysm to gain an advantage will occur. And I believe that it will work. And I believe that the Misfits will walk out of the Valiant Arena this Saturday night out of the Devil's Playground matchup victorious. But ladies and gentlemen, that's all for tonight here at ASWF Aftermath on Talk Radio 49 and Facebook Live. Go ahead and join me tomorrow night, 7 p.m. here on Facebook Live. We're going to break down again the ASWF Tag Team title match. We're also going to break down the Devil's Playground match and your final opportunity to win tickets to Fight for Freedom 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fight for Freedom occurs this Saturday night from the Valley Arena at 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas at 7 p.m. The doors are going to be open at 530. Like I said, you're going to want to get there early because I guarantee you Tuckerman will sell out the Valley Arena. I have faith and I know it's going to happen. But ladies and gentlemen, on the card, you're going to see the Rumble for Freedom 2019. You're going to see the ASWF Evolution title defended, the payback match, the uh, the grudge match, the ASWF championship match, the tag team championship match, and of course, the ASWF championship and the Devil's Playground matchups. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you this Saturday night live from the Valley Arena for my broadcast colleague, Mr. Cornbread. I'm Michael Carnahan. Good night, everybody. We'll see you Saturday at the show. It's taking over. There's no escape. Over your shoulder, don't look away.